I'm trying to move on from it <laughs> desperately. Go ahead. I'm 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 Kirby, I'm flabbergasted. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 132 of Unscripted, the first one of 2019. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the matador of messenger bags, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, happy new year, and how the hell are you? I am doing well, my friend. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting off a little bit of a, you know, sinus thing, but I mm-hmm. think that's the time of year, you know? And so what I'm trying to do is pile up emergency and uh, drink a lot of liquor, and usually that sees me through the cold season. How about you? Well, that sounds like every night at my house, so that sounds <laughs> fantastic. I'm doing great, uh, like you, kind of fighting off whatever funk is floating around and trying to get rid of that before uh, trade show season really picks up in earnest. Exactly. And uh, the workflow really starts to happen. But speaking of workflow, Kirby. Yes. Are you familiar with one of the biggest benefits of our sponsor, CommonSkew? What's that, Bill? I'm so glad you've asked, Kirby. It's the access to the network of the amazing supplier partners, creating that connected workflow. It gives you, and Kirby, you know this, you're a distributor, you've worked with CommonSQ for years on the distributor side, but it gives all distributors the opportunity to engage with those suppliers from the very start at the ideation phase, which is fantastic. And it helps you find the right products for your project, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, they've always created a space where you can collaborate. But the reality of it is they've created a feature called Collaborate, where you can create, you know, instead of just posting something to the promotional products professionals page, nothing wrong with that. But you can do it and invite certain suppliers to be a part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. And it makes it extremely efficient. So It does. Yeah, it brings them right on in the beginning. And And that engagement continues all the way through production. Because CommonSkew is integrated with something I know you and I both feel pretty strongly about, which is promo standards. Yep. So that connected f- workflow makes the entire sales cycle seamless and friction-free with real-time product data, live inventory, order status, and shipment notifications directly through the CommonSkew platform. It's really a seamless solution. Yes, absolutely. I'm a huge fan. Well, I think we both are. And so if you're interested in, gosh darn it, we know you are. They're both they're going to be at the ASI show and at PPAI Expo. So make sure you stop by their booth. Uh, Sam Cates, David Schultz, and everybody who's there will be happy to chat with you. But if you're not going to Vegas or you can't wait, and, and I can see where people can't wait, go to commaskew.com, learn a little bit more about the platform, learn a, bit, a little bit more about the connected workflow. You're not going to be sorry that you did. For sure. All right, Kirby. Are you ready to perform a podcast today at a near titanium level? I'm feeling good about today. Let's I, 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 let's bring it. Bring it in the new year. I like it. All right, Kirby. Why don't you start us off with the topic today? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited about this topic, and it is very much a marketing content topic. Okay. Um, so I wanted to... You know, one of the questions I'm always struggling with, and I think as a content creator that you are and we are, I think we both struggle with this question a lot. And people mm-hmm. ask about the ROI of content, right? Like yep. when I when I started delivering Marketing Joy, which is, you know, well over 200 episodes at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, literally, I was five weeks into it, and people were like, "Well, what are you hoping to gain?" 
Right. What's right? the what, end game? What's the yeah, goal? Yeah. What What is it? And that's a fair question, right? Like, of it's, I totally get where they're coming from. But the reality of it is, I never had a great answer. I still don't have a great answer because right. I've never, and and you and I've talked about this on the podcast and off the podcast, where I've never written one blog post and said, "Oh, that that podcast led to this client." Right. I I have clients because of it, but it's it's not an, a linear line. Right. And so I'm reading the book. This is marketing by mm-hmm. Seth Godin right now. I've got a copy of it on my desk as we record this podcast. Curry. Okay, so he, as as Seth Godin is wont to do, he explained it better than, I was like, I read this literally last night and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is the answer. Right. <laughs> and so he talks about the difference between direct marketing mm-hmm. and brand marketing. Mm-hmm. And when people are talking to me about saying, what's your ROI, they're mm-hmm. talking direct marketing. Direct marketing is action-oriented and it can be measured. Brand marketing is culturally oriented and it cannot be measured. So brand marketing is building awareness and brand in a way that there's not a click through. Correct. And that is a place where even marketers, I think, get tripped up. And so I wanted to kind of bring this up to you and get your take on it to say, look, delivering marketing joy is not direct marketing. Delivering marketing joy is brand marketing. And I think it's a better explanation than one I've ever had. And so I sort of wanted to get your take on content and how, I, I mean, this unscripted podcast too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so what is your take on that? Does, it, does that make sense? Or, you know, what, what do you think? It does. So a couple, couple things, because as I'm listening to you, and, and one of the things, you know, let me share a little uh, kind of inside baseball here. One of the things I do when you and I do this podcast, not when we're doing it in front of people, obviously it would be weird, but I, um, I close my eyes. And yeah. so I'm really focused on what you're saying. And so then I have to open my eyes to jot a note because I want to make sure I remember what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny. Just as a side note, mm-hmm. um, the first time we did this in public, I think was at a SKU camp event. Uh, SKUCon, I think it was SKUCon, yeah. actually. Well, but a couple people referenced that. Mm-hmm. They said they said that when I was talking, you had your eyes closed and vice versa. And, and it was funny. Neither of us oh, really? knew that we did that. <laughs> and But but it's it's what we do. It's like we're shutting everything out so we can listen. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Anyway, so let me let me get to your the, the point at hand. So as I'm listening to you, absolutely that makes sense. You know, Seth Godin has a way of really describing things in, in a way, you know, succinctly crystallizing thoughts into words. I think right. Seth Godin does a great job at that. So as I'm thinking about that, I look at brand marketing – which is uh, content marketing, right? Brand marketing is creating awareness. Right. Direct marketing is about creating brand preference, right? So people can't prefer to buy your brand if they're not aware of it. So right. you can't do one without the other. And so when I think about why, not necessarily why, but when you're starting content, you're starting a podcast, you're starting a blog series, you personally are now starting a new vlog series, uh, one of my least favorite words, by the way, but that's <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those kryptonite words for me, just weird. Um, but I think you start with your why. You know, it's a Simon mm-hmm. Sinek thing, right? Right. Begin with the end in mind, what's your why? And so I remember when, you know, you and I had a conversation about this podcast and, and very frank, very candidly, um, I, if I remember correctly, and you need to correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe, I know that uh, I needed some additional income, quite frankly. <laughs> and um, I, I had, I think it was my initial idea. And I said, hey, you know, you and I have very interesting conversations about 
the industry. What if we yep. recorded that? And I think my additional, my initial idea was kind of a radio show. Right. Um, uh, and I think he said, hey, why don't we do it as a podcast? I think it's going to be very difficult technically to do it as a radio show. I think you came up with the name Unscripted. Um, so it was very much a joint effort. I, and I want to make that very clear. Oh, but I think the initial genesis, I know in my mind, was why do I want to do this? Two reasons. One, I, I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But number two, I wanted to, to create some income. Very candidly. Right. Um, And that's okay. That was a direct ROI. Now my reason for doing it is very, very different. It's something I enjoy immensely. Right. You know, the the, the process of preparation and and recording the podcast and and seeing how people react or or maybe don't react, depending on on what the topic of the week is. Right. So uh, for me, the ROI is always hard to measure. To to answer your actual question, it's very hard to measure. I think... And I don't want to speak for you. And I think in terms of like this podcast, I want to make sure that we have fun. It's a little mm-hmm. edutainment, right? It's a little education, a little entertainment. And I think you and I are very good at that. And I think I want to make sure that we are pushing industry conversations forward that need to happen. It's the conversations that happen in the back of the bar right. between two people that, man, we don't want anybody else to hear this. Whereas you and I kind of have this little back pocket of F you. We're going to talk about it anyway, right. and uh, we're not looking to uh, you know, alienate people or cheese people off. But by the same token, you can't have a real conversation without being real, and so you do get our opinion. So I think the, the, my ROI for this is just the satisfaction that I think we're, we're doing the industry a little bit of a service, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I think that for me, again, this unscripted podcast comes back to brand marketing as well, based mm-hmm. on the Seth um, deal. And I think, I guess the reason I bring it up is that I have these conversations not only within the industry, but, you know, obviously with clients. Sure. And I think one of the things that's important, sort of a takeaway from this conversation, is that if you want to do measured marketing, if you mm-hmm. want to measure the click-through rates and the funnel, then yep. you're doing direct marketing. Correct. And, and if you are doing – if if you're doing brand marketing and you try to measure it, you will fail. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And again, <laughs> part of it is you got to know who your target audience is. What are you right. trying to accomplish? What are you What right. are you trying to get people to do? So yeah. No. So anyway, good I thought topic. that was. I don't. I don't think yeah. I answered your question in the least bit. But no, it's good. So anybody who's looking, you said you have this book. It's on page one seventy one. It's in that area. So excellent book. Check it out. I, I had a different topic, but I'm going to yes. kind of segue into you know it's kind of a nice segue since you talked about Seth Mar- Seth Godin's book. Um, you know, this is marketing. Yep. So one of the things you and I do, we're both strong proponents of, of reading, mm-hmm. um, continual education, both for self, uh, for everybody else in our organizations. I know you've recently made a hire and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we, we've talked on this podcast before about onboarding a new employee. Yes. And I was thinking, you know, one of the things I know I do here when people come on board is there's books I want them to read. Hmm, there okay. are specific books I, I either recommend or candidly insist that they read because it helps reinforce the culture that all of us are trying to create at Promo Corner. Hmm. And I wanted to know if there were 
if, if you had certain books you had employees read, and if not, if you don't today, if I asked you what books would you have employees read, and so I know I'm blindsiding you with this, so I'm going right. to go ahead and answer my own question, sure. give you a little bit of time to kind of formulate your thoughts, if that's okay. Absolutely, go for it. But I, I have a few thoughts, but go ahead. Did you want to go ahead then? Go ahead, nope. please. Okay. You first. All right. So the first one um, is a Seth Godin book. It's What to Do When It's Your Turn and It's Always Your Turn. Right. That's actually my favorite Seth Godin book. It's not Purple Cow. It's not, um, you know, any of the millions of other ones that he's written, although they're very good. Mm -hmm. I really like uh, the one, you know, What to Do When It's Your Turn and It's Always Your Turn. That one really spoke to me, and I think that's maybe it's near and dear to my heart because that's kind of when I became part of Seth's tribe. Hate the word word tribe a lot, (laughs) but I did. That's when I became really aware of Seth Godin, who he was, what he meant, the power of of the way his brain works and the value Mm -hmm. he provides. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For by Roy Spence. And I don't know if you've oh. read that book. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you sent it to I me. I think it I good. sent it to yeah. you. What a fabulous book. And it's really about how uh, excellent organizations really are guided by purpose. Okay. And I really, really like that. Number three, this won't shock you, Jab, 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 Right Hook by mm, Gary yeah. V. Uh, yep. That's an approach you and I have taken for years. It's uh, part of what you always call give first economy. We give, 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 and then you have a subtle ask. And, and that's the way I want you know, the Permacorner organization to be. Uh, number four, but these are not in order, by the way, and this is one that we've based our entire sales platform on, is Purple Goldfish by Stan Phelps. Mm, yeah, that's um, a good one. You know, giving little unexpected extras, uh, creating surprise and delight in everything that we do, and, and that's a really great book. And and this is not a suck up one either. Uh, delivering marketing joy, <laughs> I do I do have that, and I give that to people to read here. And I don't know if you know the author of that fine tome. It's one Kirby Hossaman. Well, thanks, man. Uh, you bet. So those those are the books that I would want my new employees to read over the course of maybe five, six months to kind of really get an idea of, of the, the culture we're trying to build here. What about you? So it, it it's funny. Um, yes, just brought on a new salesperson. Super mm-hmm. excited about Bree joining Bree's our awesome. team. Yeah. Bree is awesome. And so in the interest of, uh, I don't know, disclosure, transparency, and egotism, uh, Delivering Marketing Joy was a book I sent her. Um, Shock. Yeah, sorry. Um, but all joking aside, it's one of those where obviously it is about specifically our industry sure. and how to utilize promo within, you know, for our end user. So I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then from a sales perspective, um, there are several books that I recommend to anyone, including our team. So Right. And I think when we recommend any of these books, we recommend to anybody. Right, right. So I'll run through them super quick, um, just in the interest of time. So one of the number one books I recommend to everybody across every platform is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think it's it's a foundational book. Right. And it still holds up. And it still holds up, doesn't it? Totally, totally. I I find myself referencing that book when I'm talking to people, Mm -hmm. coaching them more than any book ever. So regardless of of your career, including sales, that's number one. Number two, yep. the Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Mm. Um, it's it, that's one of those. Again, I read a long time ago. Uh, Chet passed away um, quite a few years ago, but I, it's just one of those that his his overall process of sales I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, high trust selling. Um, I've talked about this book before. It actually changed the way that I sort of structured my day. Uh, the big co- t- takeaway um, mm-hmm. was that 
you know, 80% of your results come from 20% of your activities, right? The Pareto's rule. Um, and he, he, his thing is we spend 80% of our time on the 20% that doesn't bring results. Right. And so at the end of that book, I hired an assistant, literally, mm-hmm. so that I could focus more on sales. Uh, final few were uh, Influence, The Psychology mm-hmm. of Persuasion. Um, it's a psychology book, but yep. if you want to understand people, awesome. Nope, read that. The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Uh-huh. Yep, that's um, a great one. More of a kick in the pants. Fanatical Prospecting hmm. by Jeb Blunt. Really, really good. And the Sales Acceleration Formula. If you want to do sales in a content, HubSpot. Um, he was the uh, one of the early leaders at HubSpot who wrote that. So those mm-hmm. are some sales books that I, I love and recommend. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Kirby, let's move on to another topic. Let's go. Okay. So a little bit lighter. So... Um, it's funny, I think that the year-end holiday season is a time that most people look forward to, they love, they talk about all the time, about how, you know, it's time with family and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I, I want to tell you <laughs> that the time essentially from Christmas Day to uh, yesterday, which is when we came back to work. Sure. Yeah, I hate that time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I cannot stand that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, essentially it's one of those where, like, I find myself, and we talked a little bit about it. Most of our my team was off, so yep. someone needed to be here. So it was like I was sort of off. I was sort of on. I'm like I either need to be on vacation or at work full speed. This whole half yeah. pregnant thing that I was doing in between makes me miserable. Yep. And so I wanted to see what you thought about that time um, and what you think. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of in the uh, same boat with you. I um. I uh, was definitely, uh, I think I talked about this in the podcast, is that I, you know, the way I run the organization is I give everybody else an opportunity during the holidays to pick off the time they would like off. Right. And I'm kind of last man to, to do that. And so I was here. I worked every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like you, you know, I, I got a lot of things done, but a lot of times I felt like I was just kind of making sure the lighthouse was still rotating. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad uh, that I'm back. You know, spending the office every day. You know, except for Christmas and right. New Year's Day and all that. But I'm glad to have full boat back in the ha- in the office and people here and the energy we all feed off each other. So really, really excited about that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like you. It's it's I don't hate it. I wouldn't say I hate it. It's just weird. You know, there's yeah. part of me that is envious of suppliers that say. Hey man, we're shut down between <laughs> December 24th and January 2nd. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of merit to that where you can just kind of say, you know what, nothing really bad is going to happen. Let's shut that shit down. Uh, I'm not sure we're there yet uh, here at Promo Corner. Um, I, I've thought about it. Right. I don't think we'll ever really get there, but I do like the idea of it. Um, but like, like you, it's kind of like no man's land. It's like I get there's certain parts of the, the week when I'm working here by myself, I get a ton more done. Right. And there's certain times where I'm just literally making sure the lighthouse is rotating. Right. And that's the stuff that I don't enjoy. I, I right? don't either. Yeah. No one, so, you and I are not caretakers. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that we'll see how it goes. But uh, one of the things I'm like, I think it would be fine if I just left, got out of Dodge. Yeah. Right. Like if I were not here at all. I know that everything would continue to go, but if I'm here, I'm like, well, I might as well come in. Well, and maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe right. you need to just say, I am leaving no matter what. You know, it's one of right. the, like Joel. Joel is on vacation this week. He left um, on Sunday, and he and Lori on vacation. And so, you know, 
that's that's what they do, and I'm I'm envious yeah. of that. So no, it's good I think stuff. that's good. All right, all right, yeah. real real quick one. This was yep. on um, a social media platform you may or may not be familiar with called Facebook. Okay, there was a, there was a promo kitchen post, um, kind of. Hey, what's a tagline versus a slogan? Did you see this? I did not. Okay, so it's kind of just a quick debate. Is there is is there a difference between a slogan and a tagline, mm-hmm. and is it even important? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I love I, blindsiding I think, you. Shit yeah, like I think okay. So here's my take. I think in you know from a ten thousand foot view, yes, there's a difference. So slogan would be something that I I feel like is a little bit more. Hey, this is for the next three to five years. This is who we are. It's almost okay. the slogan is a version of the mission of the organization. Okay, a tagline might be for a specific uh, campaign. Dilly dilly comes to mind, wow. right? Like so. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so that's my take on it. Just as you said, blindsiding me. That's my take. Completely, one hundred percent disagree with you. Like <laughs> night and day. Okay. So to me, so it's very interesting. I love this. To me, a tagline is something that is meant to represent the overall organization across all your offerings, across every single thing you do. So okay. to me, that's an underlying. Okay, so the kind opposite. Of a, yes, the opposite. Exactly. Okay. To me, that's what a tagline is. To me, a slogan, and, and again, to me, that's such a sticky word to me, slogan. Okay. To me, a slogan is much more specific and product-based that's going to have a shelf life. Okay. So like, to me, a tagline, like I'll use Promo Corner as an example. Our tagline is market your identity. My hope is that tagline immediately kind of it educates people what we do. Right, okay. we help people market their identities. Okay. A slogan to me is something that is like a dilly dilly. It's it has a shelf life. It's 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 not meant to last. It's much. It is much more maybe a targeted audience. So maybe a slogan is for a specific product or a specific offering. So that's okay. the way I look at it. So so I think the the, the really important part of this is that is you're the, wrong. The third qu- part of your question is does yep. it matter? And the yep. answer is no. Oh. <laughs> In the, in the context of this conversation. No, and I, all I mean is I think what we just did is an argument in semantics, um, but sure. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with, with what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's just semantics on I, one or the other. I will agree with you. It is, it is kind of an exercise in semantics, and so therefore that part doesn't matter. I would say having a some sort of tagline or slogan or whatever you want to call it that helps someone who doesn't understand, who's never heard of your company, yep. helps them immediately understand what you do is critically important. Yes, uh, and, I'll use, and I'll use and I'll use our industry as an example. And this isn't to pick on anybody, but if I'm not in this industry, and I see the company name Brown and Bigelow, I assume they're bankruptcy attorneys or something like that. <laughs> right. Or if we go back in time, um, if I look at Lee Wayne Corporation, which was absorbed by Halo many many years ago, Lee Wayne Corporation sounds like a plumbing company. It right. doesn't tell me what you do. Whereas I look at a company like a Halo Branded Solutions, I understand that. A Brand Fuel, I understand that. You know, you have a it's either part of the name or you have a slogan or some sort of tagline that helps people understand what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, I think, you know, obviously that's why delivering marketing joy is a thing. Um, so I, I agree that, that there's that, that's your tagline. Yes. To me, that is your tagline to your organization. You are delivering marketing joy. Right. And yeah. that's a very critical component because Hassam and marketing, 
by itself, that could mean so many different things. And that's a strength, by the way, too. But that's yeah. not a weakness because right. you can go 85 different directions in marketing. Yeah. But when you say delivering marketing joy as part of that, that tells me at least where your head is at. And I like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, right. that's a good what, one. Well, awesome, Kirby. You know what else I like besides delivering marketing joy, Kirby? <laughs> What's that, Bill? That would be the good folks at Vault Promotions. You know, yeah. as we've talked about, most people shy away from getting involved in their clients' badge ordering because you know what? It's a pain in the ass because they order them one and two at a time. Yep. But that's what makes Vault so great. They don't just sell badges. They sell fulfillment programs. Their focus is totally on that program to make it easier for you, the distributor, to sell. And to facilitate this, they allow the client to purchase all their badges at one time. So the distribute, you purchase them all at one time at that quantity pricing, and then you release them one or two at a time as needed. And once the program is running, it's completely driven by an end-user-friendly website that Vault is going to build for the distributor. Wow. It's that simple. Sites branded with the distributor logo. And all their info and allows the client to log in 24-7 and release the badges on the schedule as they need it. There's no invoicing or billing because uh, 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 it occurs as they release. Everything is settled up front. One easy invoice, Carby. One easy invoice. It's so nice. So when the client runs out of inventory, you as a distributor sells them the replenishment. You cut a PO. They reload the program. It's all hands-off after that. It's fantastic. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. It, it really is. And they're going to be showing demos of that program at Expo in Las Vegas, which is just about a week and a half away at booth 2674, along with their full line of other products. They're also going to have that booth in the lobby we talked about the past couple of weeks where you can pick up some of their funny show special name badges and enter the If the Badge Fits contest. They're going to have a photo booth area, and we'll be entering folks to win $100 gift cards all week. So nice. bring your funny badges to the show booth. Get an EQP coupon for your next order. And you know what? If you want some full details, don't listen to me yammer on. Go over to badgesmakemecrazy.com for full details. Badgesmakemecrazy.com. The good people at Vault Promotions, they're going to help you out. It's something everybody buys but no one wants to sell. Yep. Get involved. Love it. All right, Kirby. Are you ready for a little fill-in-the-blank? I am. I am. So as we enter January, and we now are in January of 2019, I have a theme today, and it's about decisions. Okay. It's about decisions. So, Kirby, right. the most difficult professional decision you've had to make as it relates to personnel is blank. It's a little bit generic, but I think the hiring and firing. Uh, so uh, I, the hardest decision I've ever made was letting someone go, a very specific um, person who was a great employee for five years um, that just made a, a poor decision. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest. Um, yeah. Recently, I uh, was looking at hiring somebody, um, and they were. Like, it's one of those things where they're great. Like, if you called me today and said, "Would I should you hire this person, I'd say uh -huh. yes. It just didn't fit in the budget and the cash flow. Sure. And so it was very difficult to call that person and say, man, I really want to, but I can't. Yeah. Um, so that was the, and the, the, that was a couple days ago. That's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, so a, that's but tough. it's also but it's very tough, but what a responsible way to run your business. Yeah. Um, and, so. and I literally, I, the, the person I'm talking about, yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it was tough. Awesome. No, good, right. good answer. Thank you. All right. So I have a uh, theme this, this week. All uh, right. I've decided it just makes it easier for me to come up with questions. It, it uh, does make it easier. <laughs> um, so mine is a promo every day edition of uh, questions. All right. Maybe this will actually make Brandon listen to the podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, right? Okay. So because uh, promo has so much value, the yeah. number of promo products on your desk right now is... Hard for me to count because I 
uh, record the podcast in the studio yep. here. And so I'm going to take a guess um, okay, fair. On, on my uh, at my desk in my office. Right. Probably somewhere approaching 15 to 20. I mean, just things here and there, little samples yep. I get, things yep. I like. I know I've got for whatever reason, a weird assortment of lip balms from our friends at Raining Rose. Nice, um, nice. Because, you know, they use their lip balms as business cards. So yes. I know I have a Mason Lynn one. I know I have a Lindsay Davis one. Um, I think I've got some other ones. I think I might have a, a Nate Robeson one. So it, yeah, And I know that Nate Robeson makes your lips very moist, so that's good. Now that we're all tense. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So Kirby... And one of the things I do like about fill in the blank, it allows, I think, us to get... I'm trying to move on from it desperately. Go ahead. I'm... I'm, I'm Kirby, I'm flabbergasted. Um, no, what I like about fill in the blank, I think it allows people to get to know us a little bit better. So this is always fun. Yep. Kirby, the day you decided to do blank at Hassaman Marketing was the scariest day of your professional life. Um, yeah, actually, that was... Um, Pretty recent. Um, yeah. I'll give you two. Um, number I did, one, I did, didn't ask for two. I it's know, called fill in the blank, Kirby, not fill in the blanks. So I'm going to answer at, at a way of my choosing. Okay. Uh, to, to quote my buddy Bill Petrie. Um, yep. So number one was hiring Dustin, yep. my original. Uh, so when I hired him, it was, I mean, I literally had enough video work to keep him busy for the next month, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a big bite. Um, it worked out great. Um, and then the other one is just very recent, uh, the printing investment. Yeah. It's, a, it's a huge investment um, and, you know, one that, as I said to my wife, I have to make it work. Right. Um, and so that's literally been one of my big focuses for the last month. Yeah. Good, so good answer. Yeah, fair. Okay. Uh, promo every day. Yes, sir. Uh, the number of promo products on your person, on you right now is? One. Okay. It's a pen. It's a writing instrument, actually. Yes. Uh, from our good friends at Gold Star. So okay. I, you know, I, I'm not wearing a branded shirt. Okay. Uh, I'm wearing. I look kind of like the brawny man today. I'm wearing a uh, <laughs> wearing a flannel shirt. So nice. There you go. Nice. I like it. All right, Kirby. Okay. Yep. The smartest decision you've ever seen a salesperson make in your organization is blank. The smartest decision a salesperson I've ever seen them make, uh, you know, I, I think walking away mm-hmm. from um, kind of low margin business. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a couple of them do that in different ways where it's like as much as, you know, it's a quote unquote big order yeah. um, or it's a quote unquote big potential client, there comes a time at which it just he can only go down that road so many times. And I've had those discussions with them where it's like, you need to have the, the wherewithal to say, you know what? No, I'm worth more than that. Um, And I've seen a couple of my sales team do that. I have one that I actually had a conversation with uh, yesterday about this very thing where we're doing a project and there's a bunch of samples involved. And it's like, okay, we'll go through this one time. Yeah. After this, they need to value you. And yeah. so those are, that's probably the best decision I've seen a couple of people. And make. I and I kind of thought that'd be your answer. I really like that answer, by the way. Really cool. Well. Thanks, man. Yep. Okay. The promo product you currently use every day or could not live without is 
gotta be the backpack and, and I'll tell you why I'm one of those serial collectors of backpacks I'm always in search of the perfect one okay. and I, I don't think I'll ever find it because my needs shift <laughs> so right, the second right. I find the perfect one I decide ooh I like that one I mean you can ask Sandy in, in, in the attic of our house is such a, a, a cornucopia of different backpacks <laughs> from different suppliers in the industry um, pretty amazing so to me it's the backpack it's, like my, it. it's my man purse I love it. Okay, cool. All right, Kirby, the percentage of time you regret agreeing to do this podcast with me is blank. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I, I would say zero, but I think, because um, I really do. This, yeah. I enjoy it. I, I have fun. I mean, there's probably a couple times where it's like, you know, coming up with some topics is challenging and, mm-hmm. and you know, just fitting it in the, the, the schedule is challenging, but less than 1%. How about that? Fair I, 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 I really enjoy it. Good. Cool. And final one for you. Yep. The promo product you either started to use more last year mm-hmm. or you predict you will use more in the coming year is. Whew, that's a good question. Um, Speaking of uh, catching you off guard, right? Yeah. No, I think it's it's the uh, – I'm using a lot more notepads I've noticed recently. Okay. Um, so I've got – different notepads on my desk for different things so i've got one specifically for our distributor offerings where i keep notes and i've got one for our supplier offerings where i keep notes in that and then i have one for here are some long-range things i want to work on so i I, i've really started segmenting um how i look at the future of the organization through those notepads Mm, i like that can i can i answer real quick too yeah please uh so it occurs to me custom socks Okay. Like all of a sudden, I've I've like fell in love with some of the fun custom socks that I've seen uh-huh. from Bam Bams and yeah. and Common Skew and those guys. So sure. I'm wearing some right now. So oh, wow, anyway, nice. There you what, go. What ones are you wearing? Uh, they're actually custom uh, based on their beer, craft beer socks. Oh, nice. So yesterday nice. it was SkewCon. Nice. So, all right, go. Kirby. I've got a little rapid fire for you. Uh, oh, I okay. Said, I said last week was the last week of it. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> well, stay away. Yeah, it's, it is unscripted. It is. So Kirby. So this is the January Awareness Month edition. It struck me as we hit January that each month has about 18 different things to recognize that it's this month or that month. Yep. So I'm going to need you to pick some here. Again, you know okay. the rules. I'm going to give you two choices. You pick one okay. or the other. It's, simple. it's just that simple. Got it. There's no wrong answer as long as you pick one or the other. <laughs> I don't believe you, but All right. okay. <laughs> All right. Codependency Awareness Month okay. or Thank You Month. Oh, I'll go with Thank You Month for sure. Blood Donor Month or Mentoring Month? That's a tough one. Mm, mentoring Month. Okay. Go Promo Kitchen on that one. Weight Loss Awareness Month or Stocking Awareness Month? <laughs> Disturbing, and I'll go with Weight Loss. Yeah, by the way, these are all in January, just to make okay. it clear. Yep. Fat-Free Living Month or Oatmeal Month? Yuck. Uh, I guess Fat-Free Living Month. No, nah, that was the wrong answer. Well, there's not a good one there. Braille Literacy Month or – hold on a second. You don't like oatmeal? What's the problem with oatmeal? Oatmeal sucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't – when I woke up this morning, I didn't realize you would have such a hot opinion on oatmeal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do what I can. Wow. The people out there who like oatmeal, you can email Kirby at Kirby at HossamanMarketing.com and tell him how wrong he is. All right, Kirby. Right. Braille Literacy Month or National Hobby Month? Braille Literacy Month. Glaucoma Awareness Month or Thyroid Awareness Month? <laughs> um, man, I see a lot of glaucoma in my office, so I'll go with that. All right. National Hot Tea Month or National Clean Up Your Computer Month? 
Clean up your computer month. And the final one, Kirby, bath safety month. <laughs> Or slow cooking month. <laughs> oh, bath safety. You can never be too safe. No, I think it's pretty important that we all around the tub think safety first. And you know what else <laughs> we should think around the tub is our good people at Comet Skew, and that may be the most disturbing segue <laughs> in the history of this program. But you know what you should think about is that continued workflow. We talk about a lot of aspects of Comet Skew, but the, the one we really should point out is that connected workflow. It's the access to the network of the amazing supplier partners that gives distributors the opportunity to engage those suppliers from the very start at the ideation stage to help find the right products for your project. And it's a, it creates that seamless, friction-free, real-time with product data, live inventory, order status, and shipment notifications directly through the CommonSkew cloud portal. So if you're interested, go to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, I enjoy podcasting at a near titanium level with you. <laughs> I hope you have a great beginning to 2019 and look forward to doing this again next week. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.